Whenever we hear someone make a statement that's not true or express a personal opinion that cuts us to the core, it's easy to react by lashing out and attacking that person. It's not so easy to offer a thoughtful reply that is both respectful and direct. Our question this episode: How can we take the high road while still calling someone out on their harmful actions? Welcome to episode fifty-two of How Can I Say This, where we look to build connection and community through courageous conversations. I'm your host Beth Bilo. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am really, actually, super excited about today's show because it pulls in two excellent examples of courageous communication from very different sources. We've all had the experience of disagreeing with someone's opinions or hearing them spread misinformation. Some people will speak up, and others will say that they have no power to stop them, or that they have to pick their battles. In mid-September, two very different people offered remarkable responses to misinformation that they heard, and each of their responses shared common elements that deserve to be recognized and practiced. While they're both speaking to celebrities in their responses, their approach applies whether you're talking to a politician, neighbor, coworker, or even your best friend. Within days of each other, these two people—one a private citizen with almost three thousand followers on Instagram, and the other a celebrity with over twenty million YouTube subscribers—gave equally powerful responses to information and opinions they found hurtful, harmful, or wrong. It shouldn't be this way, but it's incredibly rare that someone puts that much thought into sharing how someone else has affected them. It's worth celebrating and shining the light on those times when disagreement is done right. I'm going to share with you a little bit about each situation, then offer what I see as best practices to emulate when you have a difference of opinion with someone else. The first person is a woman named Annabelle, and she's on Instagram with the username at Montana Ranch Wife, and she has almost three thousand followers. Her video was posted on September seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. Annabelle was compelled to put herself in front of the camera to respond to Ellen DeGeneres's call for people to eat less or no meat. Her call to action was "Be neat, eat less meat." Ellen wasn't being hostile, wasn't saying meat eaters were bad people, didn't get into any statistics or facts. She just made a personal appeal to eat less meat. The video came to Annabelle's attention, and she felt it was important to provide an alternative perspective. Her tone was kind, calm but clear and passionate, respectful, and didn't make Ellen wrong so much as say that her words upset her. The other video came from James Corden on September thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. Now James has more than twenty million followers on YouTube. He was inspired to create a seven-minute response to Bill Maher's statements that encouraged people to bring back fat shaming. James, like Annabelle, also struck a respectful tone while injecting his comments with some humor that was a bit knife-twisting, but never malicious. You can find links to both videos on the page for this episode on howcanisaythis.com. I encourage you to go view them. You can stop listening right now and go watch them, or wait until we're done. They're both very short, and watching both of them will take you about ten or eleven minutes. And you don't have to have seen them to follow along with the points that I'm about to make about how spot on their responses were. 
Whether they were aware of it or not, there were six different tactics that each of them did brilliantly. First, they inserted themselves into the story. They made it personal to them, not to the person that they were disagreeing with. They kept the focus on how the remarks hurt them by telling stories about their own experiences. Annabelle spoke of how much she cares for her animals and what she knows about her fellow ranchers and how it's their livelihood and legacy. James points to his own weight problems and how much it's affected his life. They each personalize the issue by speaking about their own experiences without making personal jabs at the other person. Along those lines, they don't disparage the other person, but rather actually offer their perspective on what they like about them. It takes courage to name the good in the person that you're about to call out. It has to be sincere, though. You don't have to gush. Just share what you can about something positive. At the very least, assume best intent. James did that when he said he believes Bill's heart is in the right place. Some people might think that that's being overly generous, but you can tell that James really means it when he says it. Annabelle says she thinks Ellen is a wonderful person who's done great things, and even says she thinks they could be friends. Both comments are honest and vulnerable. And speaking of vulnerable... They both expressed ample vulnerability. In James's case, he used self-deprecating humor, as you would expect, since he is a comedian, with only the occasional jab at Marr that wasn't much out of line with what comics and commentators will tend to say about one another. He even made some semi-serious references to the things that he and Marr have in common, which demonstrates a bit of empathy. For Annabelle, she acknowledges her quote-unquote crazy hair and makeup and tells us about her morning with her family and the vegetables that are taking over her life. She talks about that as she's starting the video. And in doing so, she's being incredibly real. They're both being real, and that brings powerful credibility to their message and connects them more to the people that they're trying to influence. Both of them offer facts after they've shared how the issue impacts them personally. And they don't drown us in data or statistics, but rather offer information that is directly related to their position and that focuses on the misinformation that they heard. Our first impulse to bury someone in numbers is rarely going to be effective. The person you're trying to persuade most likely didn't form their opinion based on data or statistics, so neither of those things is going to change their hearts and minds. It's really about emotion. Appeal first to the emotional roots of their position, and then add some directly related supportive data as it feels like it's appropriate. In both cases, they made peer-to-peer -peer appeals. Annabelle, the Montana ranch wife, made a direct appeal to viewers, most likely her fellow ranchers, and asked them to write Ellen and share some facts. She didn't call on people to boycott Ellen's show or to write to her and say that she's a bad person. She just said that they ought to share their experiences and share the facts. And she directed them to the EPA's website to get more information. That's the Environmental Protection Agency. And James spoke directly to Bill with his mic drop closing invitation. He said, Bill, while you're encouraging people to think about what goes into their mouths, just think a little harder about what comes out of yours. 
It was a very polite yet very direct call out, and it really showed great restraint. And he was widely praised by his peers for what they called his classy clapback. <laughs> Both Annabelle and James set the tone for how others engaged in the conversation. This is one of the most interesting things I noticed as I reviewed the videos and then the comments. The responses to the videos were. In line with the tone of how Annabelle and James spoke to the listener, Annabelle has 133 comments as of today,、um, October 11th, and almost every single one of them is positive. It's affirming her statement and people sharing their own experiences. A few talk about how they dislike Ellen, but no one is nasty. They reflect the tone Annabelle set with her comments. Being mature and sharing personal experience, one person summed it up this way. She wrote, "Second, for informing the public in a most non-confrontational way, we appreciate all that farmers do, and it would be so important for Ellen DeGeneres to be more correctly informed when making statements towards industries." Again, a very direct, but also a very polite and restrained response on the part of her commenters, and I think that Annabelle's tone paved the way for people to have a more measured and thoughtful response. James's video has more than eighteen thousand comments. So obviously, I couldn't read through every single one, but a scan of the first few hundred that show up also reflect a kinder, gentler comment thread than one usually sees on YouTube, especially when the video is anything that's controversial. Instead, the comments focus on the message about the harms of fat shaming, the writer's own personal experiences, and how much they appreciated that James spoke out. The commenters talk way more about James and barely mention Bill, at least in the comments that I saw. And honestly, I'm sure if I combed through all eighteen thousand, I would find definitely probably some hateful words that would attack someone's character, whether that's Bill or James. But on the whole, at least what I saw, the dominant tone was one of. Appreciation, gratitude, and mutual vulnerability as people shared their own experiences of fat shaming and how it has hurt them. Some of the comments that stood out most to me were, "That was the most heartfelt, honest, kind, gentle, and polite comeback I have ever heard." Someone else said, "That's a classy response. He makes a valid point without shaming the object of the subject. Most people can't do that." And then someone else also said he used his platform to spread awareness about a serious issue in society and kept things positive with jokes that were mostly all about himself, and by doing so he avoided shaming other people. I have so much respect for the way he conducted himself in this segment, and he truly shows that the best way to fight ignorance is not by attacking others, but by educating them. I just I love the awareness that people had as they watched that video, and that they were willing to name all of that, and、um, again, you know, like shine the light on it, so that we can really use that as an example of what it sounds like to be very tactful yet direct. Both Annabelle and James had the guts to speak up, speak out, 
and speak courageously. You might think that it's easy for James because he has a ready-made platform and an adoring fan base, but this was a topic that hit very close to home. By speaking out, he was drawing attention to a very personal subject and opening himself up to ridicule and the very fat shaming that he was calling out. You might also think that it's easy for Annabelle because she lives a relatively private life and isn't necessarily risking her livelihood by challenging Ellen. But this was a topic that hit very close to home. By speaking out, Annabelle was risking backlash from the people who love Ellen and who agree with Ellen's views. Just by virtue of the power differences between them, Ellen's fans far outnumber Annabelle's, so the risk of trolling was very real. And there could have been consequences for her business. It's hard to say. But fortunately, we are all extremely lucky that they chose to be vulnerable and take that risk, because now we have these two examples of how to express disagreement powerfully and respectfully. Their responses are proof that we can express our own truth without violating someone else's. My call to action to you is to remember James and Annabelle the next time you are feeling upset or angry about someone's position. It doesn't matter if they got the facts wrong or if their opinion and beliefs are in contradiction to yours. Take a moment to consider what would be the most mature, effective response. As I heard someone say recently on a podcast, there's no reason to shout at someone because when was the last time you changed your mind because someone shouted at you? Anger and shouting might feel good in the moment, and maybe feel free to do that in the privacy of your home or car, but commit to moving beyond that flash of emotion. Don't stop at anger. Move on to reflection and curiosity. Just because you try to practice empathy doesn't mean that you're compromising your beliefs. Putting yourself in their shoes as best you can just helps you to see things from their perspective, which can help you use humor, find the points where you agree, understand where they're coming from, and keep the focus on your experience and not your anger. Consider these questions. How can you respond by speaking from personal experience? What's something positive that you can acknowledge about the other person? It doesn't have to be a glowing compliment. It might just be pointing out that you believe that they have good intentions or that they took a risk by sharing their viewpoint. Other questions to ask are, what facts are the most important to share? What are the shared values that I can appeal to? How can I keep the focus on addressing the issue and not attacking the person? And what action do I want the person listening to me to take? There are plenty of times when we hear something that stings and we decide not to say anything. And that's okay. But there are also times when something absolutely needs to be said. And for those times, I hope these examples offer you some inspiration on how to approach it. You'll find links to the videos from Annabelle and James on the episode webpage at HowCanIsayThis.com. I'd also like you to know that I offer facilitation and interpersonal communication coaching services. If you want to learn more, please send me a quick email at Beth at HowCanIsayThis.com, and I will try to respond to you as quickly as I can. Contacting me doesn't obligate you to anything. It just gets us connected so that we can have a conversation about what you're looking for and to see if we're a good fit for one another. 
So please be in touch if I can be of service. And I hope you'll share this episode with any friends, family members, or colleagues that you think might find it interesting. I also appreciate your reviews and ratings on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. And please subscribe and come back for future episodes. Our next episode is going to see the return of my friend and colleague, etiquette consultant Arden Kleiss. And we're going to be talking about some of those tricky situations where you might want to give somebody feedback, but it's something that's very personal to them and um, you're not sure how to do it. So please join us next time for that episode. And as always, I invite you to be part of the movement to bring more courageous communication into the world. This is Beth Below, and you've been listening to How Can I Say This? Our podcast producer is Paul Messing, and our theme music is by Brett Anderson. Thank you so much for joining me today, and thank you to James and Annabelle for providing such wonderful examples that light the way for how we can have respectful disagreement. I invite you to take what you've learned here and use it to speak up, speak out, and speak courageously.